Okay, so good morning. No, <laughs> never that. good morning if we were home drinking coffee on our deck yeah um so let me just tell you when you turn into an adult <laughs> weird things make you excited okay because i like get nothing? home well yeah but i get home <laughs> and casey's like babe come in the kitchen so i'm like okay crazy so i go around the corner <laughs> and he better not have another fucking dog <laughs> or another gun for Cat. fuck's sakes so i go around the corner and um my fucking counter's covered in groceries. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay. Good job. You went shopping. Well, he, he actually does it fairly frequently, but what? He does like, go look in the freezer, go look in the freezer. I'm like, why? What's in the freezer? I'm thinking like, Jesus Christ. Like, who gave you milk? Right? <laughs> Seriously. That would make me excited. That fucking thing is so goddamn packed with meat right now. Holy shit. I was like, what did you do? He's like, they were having a sale. I was like, oh my God. Wait, did he go to the Smith's warehouse? Yeah. Yeah, I saw all that. I'm like, damn, I it wish was like, I had room in our freezer. Buy one, get one free. Yeah. So We got two pork wines that were buy one, get one. My fucking freezer is so full. And then on top of that, in my fridge, there's like two turkeys. Holy shit. A fucking thing. Like, he went balls to the wall. You're like, you know we don't have like a deep freeze, right? <laughs> well, we do, but we still never went to get it from his grandma. Well, oh, that's Remember right, I did that do. one time yeah. and she was all huffy about it? Weird. Yeah. And I was like, dude, okay, I guess keep my freezer, you fucking crazy. <laughs> um, like, could you at least pay me for it so I can go get a new one? <laughs> mm-hmm. For real, because like we never got that back from her. Yeah. So are those good? Taste it. Okay. This is a. I'm tasting a meal replacement shake. Because we get up super early for work. Like we get up at like five five thirty in the morning. Oh, damn, that's not bad. Um, I can't eat that early in the morning. Well, I have a hard time eating that early anyways too. Right. So those are perfect. Yeah, that's not bad. Mm-mm. Um. Anyways, so. I just want to touch on something really quick. What? This fucking psycho in Colorado. Oh, my hell. Hell. So, if you guys haven't heard, there is this woman. This is so sad, you guys. Like, she told me this morning, and I, I almost lost it. Like, how freaking horrible. So, a couple months ago, not even a couple months ago, like a month ago, like, tomorrow or something she announced that she was pregnant with their third baby did this cute video announcing it showed her daughters she had two daughters i think they were adorable daughters yeah super young i was gonna say like maybe two and four maybe tops um sweet little video (sighs) he murdered them fucking bastard he murdered his pregnant wife and, and then his two, two daughters. Babies. Mm-hmm. Oh my hell. Like, what? Seriously. And then did a press release saying that he missed them and he wanted them to come home and yada, yada, yada. Obviously, it's an ongoing investigation, so everything I'm about to say is speculation, but it's not even speculation. He's a fucking piece of shit. That's not speculation. That's a goddamn fact. Well, yeah. I mean, literally, what goes through your mind? Like, you have to be possessed by something. No, he's just a sociopathic sack of shit. No shit. Hey, that rhymes. It's so sad. Um, I was just more like, okay, don't get me wrong. Like, we read about murders and we listen to podcasts about murders and all that different kind of stuff. And obviously, they're always awful. It's always a horrible situation. But it's, it's too close to home. 
Well, not only that, it's but I mean, too it's right so, now. It's so fresh. That's what I'm saying. It's too right now. Yeah. Like, they're saying the murders took place on Monday. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I saw it come across my Facebook, because someone tagged me in it because they know about the podcast. And obviously, I absolutely won't cover a story that's just just going. Like, this is all we're going to touch on it. I'm not going to get into specifics. But the news of the bodies being found was, like, two hours fresh. That is so sad. So, like, when I was tagged in it, it was Jeez. all brand new. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell is wrong with people? Mm-hmm. Seriously. Well, like- and someone... So, there's this setting on Facebook that you can do where you can leave your Facebook to somebody huh. in the event of your passing. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. You can name some... Like, if you pass away and you still want people to be so able like to a, see a Facebook your Facebook. Facebook. Kind of, yeah. Interesting. Like, so... You can leave your Facebook to somebody and they can... They can't get into your messages and they can't do something else. But they can manage, like, your... Your account. Pictures yeah. and, like, your feed and all that kind of stuff. Um, some of the stuff started to get taken down very quickly. That's sad. Um, what was the most haunting to me was there... Obviously, one of her daughters was playing with a Barbie. Right. And had laid the Barbie on the couch... And had laid a white sheet over it. Oh, no. And just its feet were sticking out. Are you kidding me? And the mom posted a picture and was like, I don't know how this makes me feel. And this was like a week ago. Oh, my gosh. So, clearly the little girl knew something. But That's what I was thinking as I was driving to work this morning. I was like, oh, my God. I wonder if the little girl had like a weird dream. Whatever. Again, th- this part did. is speculation. But that picture is now gone. Whoever wow. Whoever's taken over her Facebook has now deleted quite a bit of that shit. How sad. But I was like, oh my god, how fucking horrifying is that? Well, yeah, I mean, especially... Oh, my hell. I can't even imagine, like, that poor little girl. My heart... Both of all of them. My heart hurts for their family. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about that, that this morning, like... I can't, I can't even imagine what the mom and, like, the mom of the daughter... And the, well, yeah, she's the, the grandma. The girls, yeah. I just can't. Grandma. That is I knew so that. sad. Well, you're like fucking pissing me off. You get all these fucking Facebook psychiatrists and therapists that don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and it rages me because you get these. I'm like waving a knife around. <laughs> I'm like looking at the knife, like sorry. I'm holding down. my husband's pocket knife, and I'm just I talk with my hand, so it's flying. Just, just don't let it go, cause um, that won't be good. <laughs> technically, we're on work property. Does that count as workers? No, I mean, huh? yeah, it does actually. <laughs> I'm just saying, Courageous. like, you're waving a light right by my face, so just don't let it go. Um, no, you get these fucking pricks that are like, she had to have known something was wrong. There's no way there wasn't prior abuse. Bull fucking well, shit. In the pregnancy Bullshit. video, the husband was happy. It's not even that. It's been proven time and time again that people fucking snap. Like, they could have had, like, the most perfect relationship and then something triggered because he's a fucking sociopath. And they are so good at presenting this beautiful facade to oh, the yeah. world when inside they're fucking disgusting like i'm sorry there's she there's she may not have known yeah exactly so it really irritates me when people are like how did she not years. know like fuck you fuck you for saying that because right. there are plenty of people that have been killed by others that they never would have suspected oh, yeah well for sure i mean that's the thing it's almost better when you're dealing with crazy people and you know they're crazy yeah like me <laughs> You know I'm crazy. I know you're crazy. So you know what to expect. It's the fucking ones that you... That's what's scary. Yeah, it is scary. It's because it's... Like I said, it could have laid dormant for years and nobody knew. Mm -hmm. You know? 
and it's just it's so sad well everybody always can like thinks oh there's signs oh there's this oh there's that there's not always signs no though. no no anyways so i just wanted to talk about that for a second but that aside if there are any signs of any kind of verbal or domestic violence get the fuck out yeah seriously like pay attention to your red flags like, like if your friend was going through this the thing that you're going through would you let them stay in that relationship right. we're not saying she knew we're just saying if something is going on and you are aware of it whether it's you or somebody that you love that is going through it get them or yourselves the fuck out seriously coming from two people who have been in very abusive relationships both mentally and physically mm-hmm. get the fuck out well that's the thing is if i would have paid attention to the red flags or just paid attention to what people were telling me mm-hmm. things might have might have been different see mine was always due to the way i was raised and the traumas i experienced in childhood at the hands of somebody that loved me mm-hmm. Quote unquote. it was hard for me to figure out that what i was going through wasn't love oh well, exactly same here like i never knew what love was right so you that's know? where and i had when the I struggle was going right. through that i was like oh he's just doing it because he loves me mm-hmm. bull fucking shit you know? If I hadn't have found Casey, I probably would have just continued to date. Well, same here. Same with fuck. Crappy people. Like, I don't even know. I swear to God, like, my mom had to have pushed Casey to me because I didn't. Like, I was praying for something. Like, I got really specific. I was like, okay, I want a guy that's either in the military or that is a police officer. And I did, you know, there were certain yeah. things that I had, like, written. I didn't quite have a vision board yet. I wasn't uh-huh. quite that far uh-huh. in my spiritual process. I was starting. So I had this list and suddenly he shows up and he's like everything on the list. And I was like, Satan, (laughs) Satan sent you. Why are you here? Like, I didn't (laughs) believe it. Like, so, but if it wasn't for Casey, I don't know what the fuck would have happened. Well, I feel the same way about Buck. Like there, okay. The way Buck and I met was, it was, you know, interesting. Well, the way Casey and I met was interesting. So dude, I fucking get it. But then like knowing Buck, like, we had lived next to each other or within a block or two of each other Dude. the entire time growing up and never knew. Literally. Even when we were married to each other's exes. Yeah. Like, we were literally a block away from each other. The house Casey grew up in, uh-huh. I could have walked right from the house I grew up in to where he grew up in. But he was right over that boundary, so he went to a different elementary school right. and different middle school. Um, and then we went that Smith's on like 90th and uh-huh. 40th because I'm pinpointing my location. Um, <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Luckily we don't, nobody, nobody lives over there anymore, but that Smith's over there. Uh-huh. We always went to that same Smith's. How funny. Mm-hmm. And I, I just some of my friends that found out that I married him. They were like, Oh him. So like, I know we were probably at high school parties and different stuff like oh, that I'm together, sure. but I can say this and I've said this to him. I am so glad that I met him when I met him. Right, Because right. if I would have met him any sooner than at that point well, in my that's life... Well, you one only or meet other... someone at the right time you're supposed to meet Well, him. yeah. Run, one or other of us would have fucked her right up because yeah. we are both <laughs> ruthlessly nasty people when we want to be. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out that we can both be pretty fucking uh, about certain things. Um, but luckily... Everything's been fun. That made me sound like a piece of shit. <laughs> it's, she's, you've got a real relationship. Okay. Well, that aside, like, it's one of the, it's, I saw this thing. It was like, one person will talk to you about who I am and they'll tell you that I'm the nicest, sweetest person. And I do all these readings and I'm like, a, whatever, believe it. Then you'll talk to another person who will tell you that I will literally fucking ruin your entire existence from your soul out believe it because because you are both i am both and i treat you accordingly 
right. will treat you exactly the way I feel like you deserve because I'm not God. I'm not trying to be nice. I don't turn cheeks, bitch. <laughs> I I'm, slap cheeks. I'm just, I'm not, the only way I'm turning your cheek is because I'm assaulting you. Like, I'm not here to turn cheeks today. So, <laughs> what the fuck? Am I wrong? Nope. You're not wrong. Listen, God has his role. I have mine. Exactly. It's good. Everybody has their positions. I'm whether yours is in my face or on the floor. I that's don't know. up to you. <laughs> that's up to you. Like, oh, that's, Anyways, that's good point. This is Heckling Shag, guys. <laughs> oh fuck! Hi guys, I'm Shelby. I'm Jessica. It's fine. We're fine. It's okay. Jesus. It's Christ. good. Right. One day we'll figure this out. Okay. So, I have. Oh, yeah, I guess I should probably fucking tell you guys. We decided to change the dynamic of the podcast a little bit because Jessica and I are not only into paranormal, but we are also into witches and murder and conspiracy theories. We're into it all. We love it all. Everything? Can't help it. (laughs) No. Um, So there's some stuff that we want to talk about on the podcast that we're going to talk about. So... Today, instead of a paranormal, I will be doing our very first murder. Now, with that being said, uh-huh. um, brace yourself. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I chose to do somebody, and this this is the thing. This is the first serial killer that I ever heard about growing up. Really? Mm-hmm. And it was the first one that, like, caught my attention. I truly don't remember how I heard about it or how it came about, but obviously it did. Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole over the last couple of days doing research, <laughs> and, like, I thought I knew uh-huh. a shitload about this person, but then I found out all this other stuff, and I was like, holy What the fuck? fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Makes sense. So, anyways, um, hold on, let me kind of organize my notes here you guys are going to hear me shuffling my notes quite a bit because normally I do it all electronically but I decided to to be all sophisticated and do it no I decided to scribble (laughs) notes at work let's not let's not get crazy and act like my shit was sophisticated Mm okay okay (laughs) um sorry ignore the beeping my I need my phone to charge while I'm doing this anyways good um so I'm going to be I guess I'm just going to fucking start it. I'm just going to fucking start it. Um, I'm going to do my best to represent the victims okay. in this because it just fucking kills me. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I mean, obviously I'm not going to have time to cover every single right. victim in well, in any kind of extent. Yeah, we'll I mean, be here for don't. like fucking ever. Yeah, we don't have that kind of time um, right now. <laughs> but I will name all the victims that okay. are known at the end. Uh-huh. So, over a four-year time span... It's been confirmed that he killed anywhere from 30 to 37 women. That is so sad. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. You even have it on your hands? <laughs> yeah. I told you I was taking notes. That's funny. Um, it all started in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Now, let's start at the beginning. Okay. On November 24th, 1946, which just so happens to be my birthday. Right, Except right. for not the 1946 part. I'm not yeah, that old. Yeah, you're not that old. And if you were that old, you'd look fucking amazing. Right? <laughs> but no, my, my birthday is November 24th. Okay. Anyway, on November 24th, 1946, 
Um, Jesus Christ, where I scribbled where so do much. You even start Theodore <laughs> Robert Bundy uh-huh. was born, but his birth name was Theodore Robert. I want to say Culver Cow. Some something else. He didn't take the name Bundy okay. until his he was adopted by the person that his mom was dating. Right. So now a little bit about his childhood. Um, his mother gave birth to him in a hospital that was very specific to unwed women. Uh-huh. And then for the majority of his adolescence, he was told that his grandparents were his parents and his mother was what? his sister. What? Yes. So he was raised for the majority of his life to believe that his sister or his mother wow. was his sister. Wow. Okay. So then when he found out, he had this huge fucking spiral about how he was like illegitimate and whatever. Well, and, like, yeah. It, of course you would. Like... Uh, no, I don't really care. <laughs> like, that maybe doesn't give you the excuse to go fucking murder people. No, and see, maybe just nowadays is so different that like nobody cares if you don't know your dad, well, or yeah. if your mom doesn't know who the baby. Like, I, whatever. Like, I guess nowadays is just hella different. So we just we just don't it's know. just more of a norm, which is sad. But. I mean, it, it is, but I still, regardless, I don't feel like that determines whether or not you're going to be. Fucking well, yeah, I agree disgusting satanic piece of shit well exactly like you have you know the most poverty children come out being like so successful yeah Yeah. like it's a it's all a matter of choice well what they say is that his intelligence level was so high that Uh he was insane holy shit that's so weird so smart he was fucking insane so he was too smart for his own good literally (laughs) pretty much um okay so then I'm, I'm kind of going to jump around a little bit because not not too much. I'm going to try and keep a timeline. Okay. Um, but I'm trying to... What notes were those? Well, I don't know. Well, I know you don't know. Okay. So, then he started to... He, <laughs> she has numbered these pages. I know. Okay, that was, that was taken today. Okay, okay. so... Mom was his sister. Grandma and grandpa raised him. He found out the truth. It's There's speculation on when it was, but it's supposedly right around the age of 15. Uh-huh. Okay? Okay. So then he goes... That's sad. That's young. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So at that point, he goes to... Well, later on a little bit, a few years later, he goes to Seattle. He moves to Seattle, Washington. Okay. Um, at that point in his life, he started dating somebody. Now, it is also speculated that the name that we know her by publicly is not her real name. Okay. Um, because... She's still alive. Right. And he also dated another woman, um, but he admitted that he dated her on purpose just to see if he could make her fall in love with him and then break up with her. Like, he was fucked in the head. Right. Um, But both these women's names have been changed, and they were both left alive, and both of them said Ted never did anything to them that would have made them think and or feel that he was that kind of a person. He was never... Really? ...really abusive to them. Uh Uh-huh. So this Stephanie was her name. Okay. She actually did complain at one point that, I mean, he would get upset. Like, he'd want to have sex and he would want to do bondage type stuff. And if she Ooh, didn't geez. want to do bondage, dude, I'm all for bondage. Well, so yeah, but on, on choice. Well, no, she was okay with it. But oh, sometimes okay. she didn't want to. And the times that she didn't want to, Ted would get angry. Oh, okay. And she said that was her only, you guys hear my truck starting? <laughs> uh, that was her only, um, like red flag okay. i guess or like one of the bigger ones other than that she just thought sometimes i was gonna like, say the only weird? red flag <laughs> well other than that she said it was just like little shit that she never would have pieced together right um so after stephanie broke up with him it's then 
rumored that that was his snap. Okay. Um, Because her excuse for the breakup was he wasn't focusing enough on, like, his career and, like, becoming, like, a successful person, basically. Okay. <laughs> um, but she had longer dark hair uh-huh. with a part straight down the middle. Okay. As did all of his victims. Oh, fuck. The hell? What the so hell they're saying that that was, like, one of his pivotal points and moments was the way that she looked and all the victims... I guess they say if you can look at pictures of them, all of them almost sound to like the same fucking hoop earrings and outfits. Like they all look so very, 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 very much similar. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. So then after that, hold on, do a second, guys. I don't want to. Mm, don't don't email me and tell me I'm an asshole if I don't do this right. I'm sorry, <laughs> um, guys. Nobody's going to get everything right. Mm-mm. And he's such a notorious serial killer. And there's so many different forms of information and places to get it out there on him. That oh, for sure. I'm never going to... No, I don't think anybody could ever get all of it. Oh, yeah. No, that's... At least not in one sitting. Um, right. So. First person he kills. is Her name is Linda. Listen, Linda. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't have gone out with him. She didn't. <laughs> oh, Okay. Well, so there, that. there was an esca- there was escalation points, and right. in my notes, it it, it kind of I show a little bit of escalation, but some of the murders were so gruesome and so nasty That's, that oh, I didn't want to go out. into depth as uh-huh. to. So just imagine what I am going to say on this, okay? So just pay attention to what I do say, and imagine what I chose not to say. Oh gosh. Okay. So he killed Linda. Um, he broke into the house and actually killed her with others in the house. Okay. After he killed her, he undressed her, hung up in her closet her bloody nightdress. Oh. Changed her clothes, put a pillowcase over her head, Jeez. and carried her out of the house. All while people were in the house. Holy shit, nobody freaking noticed. Mm-mm. How the hell do you get away with that? Because you were insane. Uh, clearly. Um, the only way her body was a. The, the physical body itself wasn't found. Uh-huh. The only thing that was found was her jawbone. Oh, that's And so that is sad. how they were able to identify that it was Because of her. the dental records? Correct. That sucks. Um, so that was his first victim. He then killed again. Mm-hmm. Um, the second victim's name was, I think, Georgiana, Georgina. But she, when he was speaking to her... Um, you know, my friends call me George. Uh-huh. So when he refers to her later on when he's doing his confession tapes, he calls her Georgie. Georgie. Mm-hmm. Okay. George and Georgie, which is creepy as fuck because it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No shit. Huh? Mm-hmm. That was so creepy. Anyways, he was faking an injury. He had crutches. So basically, if a guy approaches you that has crutches or a cast or acts like he's injured, you're going to need to find someone else to help you because it ain't me. Right. Right. Um... Because he had crutches and was pretending like he couldn't carry something. And she was only like 50 or so feet from her front door. Uh-huh. Um, and then he lured her to his ever notorious and famous fucking Volkswagen. Of course. He drove a Volkswagen Beetle. Uh-huh. That he actually took the passenger seat out of. So that when he lured the victims to his car, he could easily push them in and they would lay flat. And nobody else knew that they were in the vehicle. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking smart, but fucking Fucking faster. Yeah. Now, these two victims 
I don't even want to say victims. These two women were killed. Oh, well, he still had a fucking girlfriend. Holy shit. Which is god-awful to me. Mm-hmm. The third woman, he chose to murder, uh-huh. was named Janice. Okay. She was sunbathing out on a beach. Now, all this is still happening in Washington, keep in mind. Okay? Okay. She was one of the first ones that he beheaded. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. That is so sad. Now, he had a habit of keeping the heads until they were too putrid and rancid. Ew. And then he would just get rid of them, which is why later on they would find a lot of head bones, like uh-huh. skull, like stuff like that. Yeah. But no body bones. Because he would completely, he would get rid of the body somewhere else and then keep the heads for months at a time. He's so fucking and nuts. And then get rid of them. Like, he's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Then, after he does this um, thing with Janice on this beach, okay. he goes back to the same fucking beach, like, literally a few hours later, and picks up a woman named Denise. Okay. Okay? Again, her jawbone was what identified her. Now, when he was getting close to his day of execution, he kept trying to push off different things by releasing more information. Uh-huh. So one of the things he said was because he picked them both up at the same beach right around the same time. Okay. They were both alive at the same time, oh. and he forced one to watch while he sodomized, raped, oh my gosh. beheaded, and beat the other victim. How freaking sad. Now, he didn't see which one went first or which one had to watch. I hope but he in hell. I don't think that um, hell is bad enough for people like him. Like, seriously. I truly don't. The ninth dimension or something. Nope. I'm like, I'm trying really hard. Like, you guys are probably going to be like, oh, she sounds really clinical and detached. I'm trying really hard to stay detached so that I can actually get through it because I kept listening to the stories and I just kept getting emotional. And well, like, you guys I started don't to panic. Like, we're both empaths, so we feel everything. I started to like panic. You literally have to shut yourself down when dealing with stories like this. Otherwise, you feel, well, I mean, you just feel so much. What was breaking my heart was. These women were college students and right. dancers and... So they had a good career. Fucking good law students. And just... Even if they weren't in fucking school, none of them... Like, they were all beautiful fucking women that had their whole goddamn life ahead of them. Uh-huh. Um, so then... One of the things the officers still weren't ever to find, were able to find was, like, the clothes and purses of any of the of the women. Really? They weren't ever able to find it. Like, and he never said, like, what he did with them or where they went or anything huh. like that. So, at this point, um, sorry, guys. I really am trying to figure this out. <laughs> okay, that one's done, too. She's almost through. That one's done, too. Um... So at this point, um, he moves to Utah. Oh, fuck. Of course he does. Mm-hmm. At this point, I mean, again, there might be some other women in there. The timelines are a bit skewed, not just by me because I wrote weird notes, <laughs> um, but because of it, because it was over so many different states in such a short span of time. Right. And some were beheaded and some weren't. When some were this, some were that, they were still trying to piece together, Jeez. was this the same person? Hell's sake. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Hysterical killers, like, they say, oh, they only have one MO. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. Like, they're fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, they always have similarities. Right. But, so, at this point, he moves to fucking Utah. 
and he starts going to law school uh-huh. here in Utah. Otherwise, it makes my stomach fucking roll. Right. Um, mostly because, again, too close to home. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> his, the first woman that he attacked was Lori Aim. Uh-huh. Um, he murders her, changes her clothes. At this point, he begins taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And from what I can gather and what Ted Bundy said, this was the first woman when he started to have sex with the dead bodies. Oh, nasty. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? So after he would murder them, mm-hmm. he admitted that he would hold on to the bodies and continue to go back and sleep with them. That's so gross. Until their bodies became too putrid and rancid and right. he couldn't handle it anymore. Oh, because sleeping with a dead body is not, you know, bad enough. Right. But he would so take gross. them into a mountainous area here in Utah to do it, which is uh-huh. where you can go. You can actually go up to the one of the cellars, like the cellar right. that Ted Bundy used. Creepy. Mm-hmm. They took a lot of the um, house and stuff that he used down, uh-huh. but the cellar actually still stands. There's fucking. I've been up there. Have you really? Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't go inside. Um, but the outside of it's like covered in fucking graffiti and. I mean, obviously, like, there's all kinds of shit written all over it, but... Right. That is still here in Utah. And the apartment he lived in is still here in Utah. Like, someone actually lives in it. Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder if, like... It's just one of the duplexes downtown. I've driven past it. That is so creepy. It's funny. Like, I don't know if I could live in a place like that. No, no, no. No, 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 So then next, he goes after an 18-year-old girl named Carol. That's sad. Again, here in Salt Lake. She's walking out of the mall, and he, he's waiting for her, writes down her license plate number, and says, hey, she's her coming out and goes, hey, is your license plate, da 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 uh-huh. And she says, yeah, why? He says, well, someone was caught trying to break into it. Um, we need you to come down to the police station and, like, write a report. Oh, gosh. And she's like, oh, okay, like, do you have a badge? Like, uh-huh. yada, yada, yada. Shows her something. I don't know what it was takes her over to his car clearly it was convincing enough right takes her over to his car and she begins you know well why why aren't you in a cop car why are you well that should have been your first flag right but again she's 18 and this guy's saying he's a cop and that someone broke into the car and he goes well it's an undercover car right i'm not gonna lie 18 years old if someone would have told me that i'd been like what the fuck who broke into my car hell yeah let's go right to yeah do you know what i mean like yeah being you of course like 18 years old like yeah i probably would have been like fuck right so she gets into the car, driving, starts asking questions, realizing they're not going towards the police station. Right. So she starts yelling, crying, screaming, telling him to let her go. And Ted then decides he's going to handcuff her. Um, well, this bitch fucking fought her Good. ass off. Good. I'm glad. Like, she's fucking amazing. Fought her fucking ass off. Such a struggle happened that Ted accidentally cuffed the same uh, wrist. Dumbass. <laughs> well, I mean, thank God. Her, though, thank yeah. God for that because he cuffed the same wrist and she was actually able to open the car door and get the fuck out. Well, that's good. So at this point, she's the only victim or person that has gotten away. Holy shit. And she then goes to police and she's actually able to later help identify, pick him out of a lineup. Good. Talk about, like, what he did, how he did it, yada, yada, yada. There was a lot of people, unfortunately, that kept thinking she had the wrong person. Mm-hmm. 
But she never fucking wavered. Good. She never wavered, and she was like, nope, this is who it is. This is him. Well, good. I'm glad. Like, She's that's... a fucking bad bitch. No shit. Like, good she for her. fought her little ass off. Not to say the others didn't. I'm just saying, like, this... She just she happened was, to yeah, enough to yeah, get away. Yeah. Right. Um, so then... I don't remember how I didn't I, was, I didn't fucking write those portion of the notes down. In Colorado at some point, he's he's tried for something and ends up going to jail. And he convinces one of the guards to let him go into the library to study some law books. Oh jeez. Which and he escapes. Of course he, he does. He jumps out a fucking window and he escapes. Well, that time he's brought back within like a couple days because they're far enough out or wherever and back in the 70s it's not like it is now there's people fucking everywhere right back then there wasn't right so so was he arrested here in salt lake or put in jail here in salt lake yeah he did do time here in salt lake good um so he escapes that time second time he escapes he gets through like the vent in the the fuck right in his cell he gets out of the vent in his cell gets out um now I don't I think at this point I mean, obviously everyone goes fucking nuts when they realize that he's gone out. Well yeah. Um he uh, he did do time in Utah. Um for how long I am unsure. Mhm. But somehow now I don't remember if it was after the second escape or if he I don't think he was released because he was on he was in there for like all different kinds of things. Right. But he ends up in Florida. Florida. Okay. <laughs> he ends up in Florida. He gets his ass to Florida. Okay. Which, from at this point, all he's done has been west side, west side of the country. It's right. All been it's all been um, California, Colorado, Idaho, Oregon, Washington, Utah. Jeez. So like literally, so literally, fucking right here. Okay. Right. So he gets to Florida, and they he admits that like when he landed in Florida or got to Florida he was in like fucking heaven because there's college campuses oh, there yeah, there fa- well back in the 70s far more people yeah. than there were here in like Utah or Idaho right. or whatever the situation was so he gets so Florida was like a hubbub of everything right so he said like it, it was said that he was like in fucking heaven um so he gets there and he one night he breaks into a sorority house mm-hmm. and a couple of the women that were in the sorority house on that night weren't killed um so they were saying that like sometimes one of the latches like wouldn't latch all the way or whatever Uh um but again like he had escaped and gone through all his stuff on the west coast so like nobody out in florida was like who the hell is this guy yeah right well i mean they knew but like they didn't they didn't recognize there yeah so that's so literally it's the other side of the country yeah yeah it's on the other side of the fucking country right so they go to bed that night um, Ted sneaks into the house with a, I, I don't remember what it was. It was some kind of like item that he could bludgeon people with. Call. Um, and he goes in and he is bludgeoning one of the victims. Holy shit. Um, I didn't write their names down, unfortunately, oh, just that's because. That's so sad. Like, just, like well, there's, the again, there's so just, much oh. information. Right. That like, I could be here for like fucking hours i could right. be for hours if i was doing this like if you're here for fucking facts and everything to be perfect <laughs> you're in the wrong place okay i'm just trying to give you a brief run now listen listen we're just a podcast right 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 <laughs> so 
the, the, the wall, there was a girl here in the bedroom and a girl here in the bedroom and there was a conjoining wall. So the woman that survived or was not attacked said she heard something going on, uh-huh. but she figured like the person was like rolling around or had gotten out of bed and bumped into like the nightstand. Oh yeah. Cause like bumping into the nightstand over and over and over. Well, she said it was okay. only like one or two noises. Oh, really? like, it was like quick and simple. Okay. I was yeah. going to say, are you kidding me? <laughs> um, and so she went back to sleep Gosh. and then another woman in the house was attacked and so he basically just went on this fucking rampage in this sorority house just killing women jeez mm-hmm. and and like nobody nobody knew he was there no fucking a nobody knew he, he went in at night um and nobody nobody knew he was there so obviously at some point that i didn't write down because i'm really good at this kind of stuff um <laughs> he is arrested again he's caught again uh-huh um, they, they fucking just need to just take him to death row straight there. Well, I mean, he, he is convicted. He's convicted on, um, let me see, um, murder, kidnapping, rape, burglary, necrophilia. So gross. Um, he would sodomize the victims. He would obviously, like I said, he would keep, oh, I can't, he would keep them and sleep with the body until God even knows well, because what? it takes it takes days. So, well, yeah, I mean days. To well, just... and if he was in Utah, I didn't. I don't. I think some of them were later on in the year, like September, so October, November, when it was, when it was well, and it was like where this location is is clear up back behind the Hogle Zoo. Jeez, like right on the fucking so side the of the mountain, area. right where okay. where where it was off. It was going to be colder. There was going to be more snow. So disgusting. So there's a like, possibility oh that like they were they were physically de- yeah decomposing at a slower rate right um uh, i feel like I'm nauseous yeah um gross i don't Bastard. even part of the problem with him is he was a very handsome man uh-huh and he was very charismatic and friendly and everyone was like yeah everyone loves ted everyone lo-, like you know da, 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 da. um so Lord, you know, I, I, when I first saw a picture of him, I was about 15 or 16 because, uh-huh. well, our generation's like the last generation where right. like we didn't have smartphones right, right. at a young age. So when I saw it, I was like, holy fuck. I would totally like, if we were in the coffee house and the guy behind me was like, I'll pay for your coffee. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. You're gonna have to post a picture on the Instagram page. Oh, oh I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to. Um, it wasn't until his later years when he was in jail where you started to see like the the deadness in his eyes that's so nice um, oh my gosh yeah so um he was put to death in florida uh-huh um the day of his execution was that's not the date hold on <laughs> oh, please just, just a minute january 24th so two months after his birthday think fuck fuck you fuck you my birthday yeah or that's not the year. No, 89 is the, <laughs> the year I was born. The year you were born? Yeah. yeah it, was, that was the month you were born. Month I was born. Right. But I was... That's two my, years prior. <laughs> my birthday... My birthday is his birthday. Mm-hmm. And the year of his execution was the year of my birth. Fucking A. Because my stupid cousin's always like, you're reincarnated. I'm like, you're a dick. Like, like I'm not... No, I'm not. I'm not. Like, that's not even funny to <laughs> like, say. Like, exactly. that's too far. Like, do you even know who Ted Bundy is? Right. Well, the thing is, is I thought I did until I started listening to this. And if you can't tell, my energy is just like, like, I'm very overwhelmed with everything that I heard. Because like I said, imagine what I've told you and right. what I chose not to bring into this podcast. Right. Um, that's what makes my fucking stomach roll um so he was put to death on january 24th 1989 
and there were shitloads of people at the uh, the courthouse and the street. Um, There was a um, people wearing shirts that said like "Burn Bundy." Oh, for sure. Um, There was signs being held up that said "It's Friday," like "Fry" as in he's being fried in the electric chair. Um, Different different things like that. So people obviously wanted this piece of shit to just go to hell. <laughs> Again, I don't think that's a bad enough place. <laughs> I just don't. I realize I've been talking for like my whole fucking life. Um, I took a screenshot. Okay. And I don't, I really hope I got all of the, okay. So <laughs> in Washington, mm-hmm. Lonnie, Kathy, Linda, Donna, Jeez. Susan, Brenda, Brenda, Georgianne. Janice and Denise. That is so sad. Mm-hmm. Oregon, Kathy. Utah, Nancy, Melissa, Laura, Debbie, Susan, Nancy, and Debbie. Now, I know I did some repeat names, but they all have different names. Right, right. Um, Colorado was Karen, Julie, Denise, Melanie, and Shelly. Idaho was Lynette and a Jane Doe. They oh, never were sad. even able to identify that's her. So sad. Florida was Lisa, Margaret, and Kimberly. Jeez. And those are the ones that he admitted to, and supposedly he did a lot more. That is so sad. So. Like, those poor families. Do they have vodka in there? It worked? Yeah, fuck are it. Are you kidding me? Let's go drink that. <laughs> All right. So. Anyways, what I was going to tell you was the last thing of Ted Bundy's thing was one of the ironclad things that finally locked his shit into place was his attack on a 12-year-old little girl. So freaking sad. Right. And I'm not going into details of her murder. Yeah, please don't. But out of all the time he'd done all these horrific things, they were never able to find any fingerprints. Right. Which surprises me. It's Well, it's kind of terrifying. And I don't know if it, that was just because it was like the 70s and like it wasn't as advanced as things are nowadays. Uh-huh. But anyway, um, he bit this girl fucking nut job twice and he like clamped once and then clamped again and each time it left like different parts of his mouth right but it left enough on each one that they were able to well they were able to match his his bite to her so yeah fuck that guy yeah for reals so yeah fuck that guy yeah that's that's just scary like seriously nightmares made of right there that's an understatement yeah all right, let's hear the rest of your near-death experiences while I continue to eat cookies and drink beer. <laughs> so we got all manner of sweets and treats this night. Yeah, because we're going to watch Practical Magic. Uh, yeah, we're going to start our uh, fall Halloween stuff early. Yeah. Yay! Okay, so what I'm doing is uh, near-death experiences. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, cool. I told you, it kind of went along. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is kind of funny. Um, so... A near-death experience, or an NDE, is a personal experience associated with death or um, impending death. Such experiences may encompass a variety of sensations, including detachment from the body, feelings of levitation, complete serenity, security, warmth, the experience of absolute dissolution, and presence of light. Hmm. NDEs, or near-death experiences, are a recognized part of some transcendental and religious beliefs in the afterlife. Okay. In the afterlife. Okay. Um, different models have been described to explain NDEs, 
um, like neuroscience research suggests that an NDE is a subjective phenomenon resulting from disturbed bodily multisensory integration, quote unquote, Jesus, <laughs> that occurs during life-threatening events. Um, researchers have identified the common elements that define near-death experiences. So uh, a man named Bruce Grayson argues that the general features of the experience include impressions of being outside one's physical body. So kind of like astral projection. Okay. But um, with near death. Okay. Um, visions of deceased relatives and religious figures. Transcendence of egotic and... I don't know how to spell this Oh my word. god, my stupid ass. I didn't even conclude the like the one fucking case that caught his ass. I'll, t- I'll <laughs> tell you guys after she's done. Jesus okay. Christ. Okay. <laughs> Fuck, man. Okay. Well, it's such a, like, mind-bending case. I mean, I don't yeah. blame you. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay. So you're good. So, many common elements have been reported, although the person's interpretation of these events often corresponds with cultural, philosophical, philosophical or religious religious beliefs of the person experiencing it. So, for example, in the U.S., 46% of the population believes in guardian angels, Mm -hmm. and they will often be identified as angels or deceived loved ones, um, while Hindus will often identify them as messengers of God or death. Okay. Okay. So common traits that have been reported by NDE, by people who have experienced NDEs, are like a sense of awareness of being dead, um, a sense of peace, well-being, and painlessness. So you literally have no pain. Right. Um, Positive emotions. Like the ultimate fucking painkiller? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's awful. Yeah. And then an out-of-body experience, which is like the astral projection. Right, right, right. Um, Let's see. So sometimes they observe medical professionals performing resusc- resuscitation efforts on them. Oh yeah, well because your so, soul traveled yeah, outside of the body. Yeah, so they can see literally like, like hover the above themselves. Yeah, yeah. So um, a tunnel experience or entering darkness, a sense of moving up or through a passageway or staircase. Okay. Um, rapid movement towards like uh, a being of light or a powerful light structure. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people also experience receiving a life review, commonly referred mm-hmm. to as seeing one's life flash before their eyes. It's funny because when I do my medium readings, uh-huh. um, one of the things that I see when I'm working with them is portions of their life reveal. Right. Which is which is interesting. Yeah, I bet. I bet that's way interesting. Um, so, let's see. So, another one is finding oneself back inside your body. Mm-hmm. So, you'll be like, wake up and you're like, okay, this is kind of weird. Um so the stages are subdivided into five stages and there's peace, body separation, entering darkness, seeing the light and entering the light. Okay. So 60% of experience stage one, the feeling of peace and contentment. Um, so clinical circumstances associated with near death ex- experiences include cardiac arrest, which mm-hmm. huge one. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. That I one's mean, way big. Yeah. Yeah. Without your heart, obviously you cannot, right. <laughs> you can't live. Um, so shock and postpartum, so loss of blood. So when uh, a lot of women who go into labor or give birth. Mm-hmm. When they have a lot of blood loss. Yeah, when they have a lot of blood loss. Mm-hmm. Um, like my sister, Terry, she had a lot of blood loss. Oh, yeah, I know. And that so, was bad. Yeah, it was really scary for them for a minute. Um, so another one is coma uh, resulting from traumatic brain damage. Yeah. Um, hemorrhaging, attempted suicide, or near drowning. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, just drowning in general. <laughs> drowning drowning is literally one of my worst fears because I've almost experienced it oh, fuck a couple that. of times in my life. Fuck. <laughs> I don't even like to go lower than my waist in the pool. Well, exactly. Like, if I'm going to go in the pool, like, 
don't anyone come near me. Well, yeah, and they all want to dunk me. I know. <laughs> it's because we're short. I know. And we can't reach past five. And we're little, right. So they, like, <laughs> Four and a half for feet. us. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's persons having bad experiences were not marked uh, by or more... Re- <laughs> oh, so yeah, so relatable. Basically, suicide. Uh, the people who uh, survive suicides never really have a good experience with it. There's few of them that actually do have good experiences with their near death experience. Oh fuck. Okay. Okay. So a lot of them say that they uh, they literally experience someone dragging them to hell. Well, or what okay. they would consider hell. Okay. And they literally suffer and just go through all the pains of it. And then all of a sudden they see someone in white come up to them and literally pull them out and say, you know, basically this is what you're going to do or going to go. Right. They get like their seconds. Yeah. And they get a second chance. And that doesn't happen with everyone. No, well, no, a lot of these people, that's what they say. Um, so look, we're not, we're not trying to have people test this theory out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So settle down. Yeah, please, please don't test it out. It's not cause you just never know. Um, a lot of people experience changes after they've had a near death experiences, uh, experience among the changes. Um, a lot of people fight, find a greater appreciation for life. They have higher self-esteem, greater compassion for others and less concern for acquiring Your material wealth. Your boobs are, like, perfectly lifted and onto the table. Like, <laughs> they're, like, perf- they're like on they're just the like, table like a shelf. So they're, like, up and out. Sorry. Just sitting here. Anyways. <laughs> Can't help what you got. You ain't got it, flaunt it. Yeah, well, I'm not, gonna, I'm not against that. <laughs> um, and a lot of people experience um, a different level of spirituality mm-hmm. where they basically, you have a near-death experience, and all of a sudden the veil has thinned for you. Not all the time, but most of the time. Oh, my God. That's what happens. I don't know why I just had a fucking light bulb moment. What? I don't even know if I want to say it on the mic. Is it what I think I'm... No. You're going to say? No. So, remember how I told you right around, like, the age of, like, 1920 was when everything started to get, like, bigger and stronger, and then I didn't really accept it until later on? Yeah. Remember how I told you I was in the ICU for a week? Oh, yeah. And I, like, went under and, like, everything went wrong and I was, like... So you had a near-death experience pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Oh, no. There you go. That explains there so you go. much. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of people experience, um, like I said, the veil is just thin for them and they can, they start seeing more spiritual stuff. They start seeing, you know, the good and the bad. That explains so fucking much. Yeah. So, um... And a lot of other changes are like physical sensitivity, uh, tolerance of light and sound, okay. um, even alcohol and drugs. Like they have a higher sensitivity to it. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the other day I was fucking sitting on the floor in the middle of the store because I had ha- half a pain pill because of my situation in the hospital. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's definitely, definitely scary. Um, in other religions, like the Native American religion, sometimes a shaman will give you a type of drug that almost makes you die. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it literally puts you into a coma almost. Coma-like state. Yeah, coma-like state. And then you literally, whatever, you know, experience you have, that's what you were meant to have. Um, <clears throat> so there's a couple of different books that you can look at that really explain uh, near-death experiences really well. There's one called... Um, it's Psychology and Near-Death Experiences by James Alcock. Okay. Um, Alcock? Alcock. Yeah. A-L-C-O-C-K. <laughs> um, then there's another one from 
uh, Robert T. Carroll. It's called Near Death Experience or NDE. Okay. And it's a skeptics dic- uh, skeptics dictionary, pretty much. Okay. Um, and there's just a whole bunch of other ones you can look up. Um, <clears throat> and then so I we'll just have, Google that because we're not trying to like list all of the books. Yeah, I'm not going to list all of them because there there's like 20 different books. Um, oh, that's a lot quieter. <laughs> Hope you I guys. I didn't even realize that was on. Really? No. Cool. Cool. Poor Cody. Poor listeners. Man, <laughs> goddammit. You guys were so Well, no, we're just going to have to go back to doing it how we used to. Like, we're going to have to do it, like, early Saturday morning or Friday after work when yeah. we can, like, shut ourselves in a room, put the yeah. mic on, and, like, go. No, yeah, I agree. But we don't want to leave you guys hanging, so sorry if, yeah. if this so one So, we're at least awesome getting one week. out to you because we haven't done it for two weeks, so. A lot of shit, guys. Okay, so, um, I have a couple of stories. One, and these near-death experiences are from celebrities. Oh, fuck. Yeah. There's a couple of them that have had them. Obviously, because there's a lot of, like, drug drug overdoses. Yeah. (sighs) Drug overdoses and such. So, one of them is Gary Busey. Okay. Um, His apparently changed his life and his faith. So, the actor has come close to dying numerous times from, of course, drug and alcohol-related addictions and cancer. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, um... Apparently, a motor- drugs terrify me. Anyways, so yeah. If I if, let's just say that for whatever god awful reason I decided to do drugs, and then I had a near death experience, I don't think I would go back to that. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No. Well, exactly. And well, the thing is, too, is he had cancer too. So knowing that, like, that would put me in a state of um, trying to decide what I want to do with my life. And yeah, you're probably going to fall into a depression and start doing drugs and alcohol. Um, no. Not a lot of people do, but I'm just saying, well, there like, are, there's for sure are some. Yeah, like, yeah. fuck it, I'm going to die anyways. Might as well go out with a exactly. bang. Like, I, I understand that to a certain exactly. extent. Exactly. So, his, um, his experience was over a motorcycle accident in 1988. Oh. Um, it took him to a place where he said he was surrounded by angels. He oh. described these angels as huge balls of light that were filled with unconditional love. Oh my god, like yeah. that guy yeah. from the exorcist said, like, they're huge balls of yeah. fucking fire. Like, that's so cool. I know, it's so Sorry. cool. I just love when, like, <laughs> multiple people, they see things the same way because I'm like, oh my god, that's so great. Yeah, and now, because of that, he has dedicated his life uh, as a follower of Jesus Christ, and he's now a Christian speaker. Shut up. Yeah. And then... Um, that's cool. Yeah. It's I know, way cool. out here. Uh, it's, well, it's not as hot as it was, thank heavens. So, another person you'll know is Sharon Stone. I don't know who that is. What? You don't know Sharon Stone? Yeah, I do. No, I don't. Oh, my heavens. Okay. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, so Sharon Stone says she was met by a white light when she passed away from a brain hemorrhage. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Stone remembers the internal bleeding in her brain and feeling similar to being shot in the head. (gasps) Yeah. Crazy. Because it literally is a bang. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, no. So she says that she was taken to a place far and beyond where she became reunited with her friends, which is really cool. Um, I don't know if there's, I don't know if I'd want to see everybody. Not, well, I don't know. If they're in heaven, they're good. <laughs> so the 56-year-old actress said in an interview that her life had not been the same since. She said, I get to be not afraid of dying and I get to tell other people that it's a fabulous thing and a de- the death is a gift. She said, we'll never know what the afterlife truly looks like since no one, no person's near-death experience is ever quite the same, which oh, it never yeah. is. Well, it's not it's supposed always, to be. Yeah, it's always different. Um, however, there are some similarities, such as witnessing a light, meeting with an old friend or a relative. Well, yeah, because that's always, they always send somebody that you will that you'll recognize, recognize and be comfortable yeah, with yeah, on the exactly. crossover point. Yeah, 
Um, another one is hovering over a deathbed or being swept down a tunnel. Um, so there's a lot of ex- there's a lot of similarities, but there's definitely a lot of differences as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is the near death experiences. Like there's, I mean, there's so many cool stories about it. Like I will sit there and listen to near death experiences on YouTube for hours because they're, they're everybody's crazy. are different. Well, yeah, but what I like is that there are some points that line up, so it, like, solidifies that, like, there is a certain process to the journey. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know what's funny? is like, a lot of the stories that I read, mm-hmm. a lot, are atheists who have become near yes, near experience, yes. and then they turn Christian. Right. No, I've heard, I've heard crazy, and it's like, crazy ones like it's that. And it's like, for them to do something like that is, holy shit. Like, that's, that's a big step. Um... <clears throat> All right, well, sorry for the kerfuffledness of this fucking episode, but... But we love you guys. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, like, it's understandable. Yeah, I mean, we, we know we're people who have busy lives. You Very know, like, busy lives. The podcast literally is an escape for us. Yeah, it is, and unfortunately, we haven't been able to have a therapy session in, like, two weeks, so here we yeah. are. Well, with all the shit that's been going on between both of our families. <laughs> yeah, thank fucking God it's winding down. Seriously. And I've been seeing feathers all over the place. Dude. Well, I think I'm going to cover that on our next episode. Cool, do it. I'm going to cover um, what different feathers and different things mean. Do it. Well, so, I've been, I've still been finding dimes everywhere. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. All right, you guys, we're going to tell you to sage that shit. And always turn off the dark.